Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for our Tua. It's our Tua. It's our Tua. It's our Tua. Tua, Tua, Tua. Tongue of Iloa. Not to a tackle of Leoa. A for effort. Dolphins quarterback. Tua. It's our Tua. It's our Tua. Tua. Tua, Tua, Tua. Tua, Tua, Tua. Seems can go to hell. Tua, Tonga, Viloa. Dolphins quarterback. Daddy loves you guys. Our Tua with Tobin and Leroy. Check the history of food. Tobin and Leroy here with you. 560 WQAM. Let's get to our headlines. Brought to you by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know truck. We're going to speak to Bally Sports Sun and uh, Miami Heat radio analyst Amy Audibert later on this hour. Amy! Love when Amy uh, joins the uh, the yes. show. Yes. By the way, did you see what happened to the Canes last night? You know, Amy, I sent a text. It was, of course, a former wait. Miami Hurricane herself. It was 10 minutes left to go in the game. Yeah. They had 23 points. Ooh. They finished with 38. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they the lowest on. since, like, the 80s. That's horrible. <sighs> Man. The 80s. Since the James L. Knight days? <laughs> Since the basketball team was reinstated in 1982. Oh God. Yeah, not good. Yeah, not good, Bob. I mean, I, a very, I went, ooh, Miami's playing. So ooh. I turned it on. Did they? And I'm like, wow. A lot of bricks being thrown here. They need, I mean, like, I don't know how much faith we got in them getting a win over North Carolina this week, but uh, they, they, need, a, they, need a, they need a moment, it feels like, because it's just been very uneven since conference why, play has started. Why is it, why are they so different this year? I mean, they lost Isaiah Wong and they lost Jordan Miller. I mean, two pros, so right. that's not great, right. but you would have thought. Where's you know, Isaiah Wong now? He's in Indiana, I want to say. Mm, good question. I think he's in Indiana. I don't think he plays very much, but he's in Indiana. I think um, if he does, he probably averages fifteen points is, like the rest yeah. of that team. He is uh... <laughs> everybody. Everybody on that team at least averages a dozen. But I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he plays very much. And then Jordan Miller was on the Clippers. That's uh, that's who took him. I don't know if he's uh, and he's obviously not in the rotation. But <laughs> they uh, they lost them. And then this year, not you know, Norchad O'Meara's been like really, really good. But that's okay. it. But uh, you know, Wooga Poplar, Pack. uneven. A lot of Pack. injuries too. They've been dealing with injuries too. Yeah, they've had the ankle injuries, so they haven't had everybody together. A little bit of the heat in them with that. But he's a thirty-eight points last night. Oof. Thirty-eight points. Not Holy good. smokes! Phew. So Woo. let's get to the rest of our headlines. Heat. They'll back on the hardwood tonight, taking on the Orlando Magic. Seven thirty. 
Uh, very big game for the Heat. The Magic have jumped them. I think they've split so far this year, but the one game the Heat won, they barely won. Remember, you had Paolo uh, Boncaro. I want to say Paolo Costa to get my uh, UFC on. Paolo Boncaro uh, missed that that bunny. Yeah. Remember, he had a couple shots mm-hmm. at it, and they did not have. He's good. Oh, he's good. He is good. He's good. He's a moose. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he's built, he's almost like thick, like LeBron. Typical Heat, t- typical team that's going to give the Heat problems. They're very big. I mean, they got oh. him, Franz Wagner. Then Wagner the, had 40 the other night. Oh my god! Yeah. So <clears throat> and his brothers on that team. Yep. Still can't. I watched them two years in Michigan. Still can't figure it out. So uh, they, yeah, the Heat got to get this one tonight for sure because uh, Orlando just jumped them in the standings. So you, you need to at least start getting, start talking about you know the um, talking about you know tiebreakers and stuff like that. If this is the last time they play, and just get rolling, you know, like look, they're 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 they they got off to an amazing start. They they've come back to earth for sure, and you know you're at home. They're favored by a couple. I think the line's actually gone now because I feel like it was three and a half when I looked at it yesterday. Right. Um. It's uh. You gotta get this one. You gotta get these next two, and then you're going into chili peppers. I don't know. We'll look at the chili peppers later on. But right. this is uh. This is an important one. Sounds like the Heat are gonna get Tyler back for sure. Sounding better that Duncan Robinson is on his way back. So hopefully that is the case. We'll talk to Amy more about it. Coming on up, Miami Dolphins. They are hiring former Green Bay Packers defensive coordinator Joe Barry to be their linebackers coach and run game coordinator. You know what's crazy? That according to the Miami Herald. Is that... Hmm? Wasn't there a Joe Barry who was there in Buffalo? Joe Barry. I don't remember. The offensive coordinator. An offensive coordinator? Yeah. I don't know. That took over for... Who took over for... Um, for uh, Ken Dorsey. That's Joe Brady. Brady. Joe right. Brady. Joe Brady. All yeah. Right. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, Joe Brady took over. You know, Ken Dorsey's in uh, Cleveland. Now. I saw some of the yeah, clips yesterday. I, I saw some of the clips on uh, yeah. Mary Kay Cabot's Twitter I, account. I was on um, I was on a, uh, I did my thing mm-hmm. in Cleveland. It's, he's he, the offensive coordinator or the QB coach? QB coach, offensive coordinator. It doesn't, both, like, okay. like, here's what everybody needs to understand, and I explain this a thousand times. Right? On Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you work on the game plan. Uh, the coaches have stayed up half the night working on this game plan to get it ready for the week. Then you fine-tune it during practice and film study and, and so forth and so on. So when you see that big card of plays that an offensive coordinator has, they're all listed in situations. And so he's looking at the card, not going through plays, but going through situations. And you may have three or four plays in each situation, maybe more goal line or whatever. Then you have a a, a chart mm-hmm. for like special plays and when you run them or what have you. Everybody knows the plays. Everybody that you prepare during the week, everybody knows the four or five plays that could be called in that situation. Mm-hmm. That's why you do all that practice during the week. So we get so caught up in who's calling the plays. Actually, he's only picking from four or five plays in that situation. He's not picking from the offensive playbook. And so everybody has an idea in any given situation, especially the quarterback, of what play is coming. A lot of times he'll start calling the play, and the quarterback knows the rest of the play. So it doesn't matter who's calling the plays 
because everybody has an idea what that play is. I think the thing that is, first of all, I thought he got a raw deal in Buffalo. I thought that he, he did. Was, he he was, did. It was he was used as a scapegoat, and you know, like Joe Brady definitely leaned more on the run game and put more. Well, fuel here's another the thing: they started using Cook a lot more, a lot more, yeah. which for whatever reason. I don't know why they didn't use him before. Was that Ken Dorsey? Was that, you know? I don't know. Yeah, right. So so there's a lot of. Un- I don't know, but Ken Dorsey, the thing that's interesting about the Ken Dorsey thing is Ken Dorsey was Josh Allen's QB coach in the years leading up. It's like, right. not like he just out of nowhere just joined Buffalo this Correct. year. He was with Correct. Josh Allen for a very long time. And a lot of the things that people would say is Ken Dorsey. You look at Cam Newton's best years, who was his QB coach, Ken Dorsey. You look at Josh Allen turning from a turnover machine. Yes, he had Brian Dayball as his offensive coordinator, but Ken Dorsey was his QB coach. So Ken Dorsey is a good coach. Uh, you have a, you have a quarterback into Sean Watson, who obviously has a lot of pressure going into this year because he's coming off injury. He's got a huge contract. And quite frankly, since he's gotten to Cleveland, it's been a disaster. They need to get his mind right. And Ken Dorsey has taken some basket cases at at quarterback and seems like he's done a good job with them. Here's here's the deal there. Um, that's a running team. Um, very similar quarterback to Josh Allen. Probably won't run as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think won't make as many mistakes. So it may look a lot better simply because you don't have to worry about all the damn turnovers. Mm-hmm. And so I'm interested to see, and the most important thing for me when they asked me yesterday is what do you want to see out of Ken Dorsey? I want to see if he leans on the run game here in Cleveland, right, because they've been a dominant run team, or is he going to do what he did with Josh Allen? And if he relies more on the run and play action and stuff like that, it could be something that, oh, he didn't think Cook was this. Mm-hmm. He didn't think that, you know what I mean? And so from that standpoint, because you have to understand that Buffalo fans love Josh Allen. Everybody loves Josh Allen. But here's the downfall with Josh Allen, which I keep saying all the time, which was the same thing with Brett Favre. He's going to win you some games. But at those critical moments with the ball in your hand, he can also lose you a couple. For sure. And that's what Josh Allen's problem is. He turns the ball over that, too much. Don't tell that to Art Basil over there, who's like his number one fan all of a sudden. Lashing out, dude. No, I'm not lashing, lashing out, out here, you, you, all right? You, you, oh, wait, wait, wait. Marcos, yeah, did, did I say anything that wasn't accurate? No. Okay. No. Okay. So you take the good – it's like it's like the home run hitter that strikes out 200 times. Like he and bats one ninety, but hits forty home runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll you like the home runs. You, the most important thing, though, it how much does one two hundred batting two hundred help you? Depends how much uh, they walk. I would say right, but that's what I'm saying. You see what I mean? Like that. It it used to be so important to have a good batting average. What do you think Stanton's bigger uh, Achilles heel has been his entire career? His outside hamstring slider. or the slider? Outside slider. Ooh. That dude been swinging at that. He's swinging right now. You you could throw outside slider. He's swinging, dude. It's we've watched how we've been watching this for years. Uh oh. One and two. Here it comes. Whoa. And he shakes his head, dude. I would rather you take a strike than swing at that. Because it's never a strike. Miss him, though. I should bring him back. 
No, no. I was just gonna he, say hey, baseball hasn't been the same since he left. Back, though. Though. We should bring. Well, hold on. That was fun. You think, a good year. Last you think you think they paying him? Yeah, it was a good. Thirty year. million a year. I pay somebody. Forty million. I pay somebody. No, they pay don't. Someone. No, they don't. It's not like it's, it's baseball. He is no. Listen, you bring Giancarlo Stan back down yeah, here, right? Yeah, homecoming. He is a penthouse. What has that? How long? How big is that penthouse? He's got that uh, giant penthouse. Where Twelve thousand square. He's feet. doing. Uh, he's doing bench press with uh, Adriana Lima. Yep, yep. And yep, you yep. bring him down here, and, and you have a good time. We hit some home runs, baby. Oh, baby. You know, a little lineup with him, Berger, and Bell. Oh, come on. We're losing Solaire. Baby. We're not bringing Solaire. Well, might go to Leroy's point. I mean, they didn't want to give Solaire twenty million. They're not going to push him. Right. That's yeah, what I'm saying. True. Like understand, like look, understand that you have uh, the race south. But no one's gonna bother Stanton here if he le- like in you know in New York they're like they're gonna line up WFAN calls with him being a bum because he can't stay healthy. Yeah, he's on the even Cashman mode. said this year. You know, he, he, we know Stanton's gonna miss some time. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> well, okay, not wrong. But Just Jesus. going with the percentages. Like sometimes the truth hurts. The truth does hurt. The truth hurts. The truth hurts. He gets hurt. Uh, Panthers, they're back on the ice tonight. Puck drops at 7 o'clock from Amaranth Bank Arena, which I drove by to work today. Uh, Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> they have to sign up there quick. They're, wow. they got to give it up to Amaranth Bank. You know, I've seen stadiums down here. They keep the signs off for a long time. They got that up quick. Yeah. So, uh, Cats, looking to keep it going. They, of course, uh, have been uh, having a really, really great year. There's, uh, they, they feel like they have turned things Where around. Where are they in the standings uh, as far as the Eastern Conference? Leroy, I will get to that coming okay. up in Cat Talk. Lashing out. Just my way of saying I don't know the answer. He's lashing out. I'm not lashing out. He's lashing out. He he brings up a topic. Yeah. I ask him a question. question. Probably all of our listeners were interested in. That's right. Right? It was right on top. And so he lashes out at me for asking the question. I realized I was sitting here uh, 20 questions, you know? And I'm giving you time right now. Look at that. And so quibbling. You're the worst. You're gonna be doing some research. They're five points behind the Boston Bruins for the the top spot in that. Oh, just in the Atlantic. In the Atlantic, they're second though. Okay, overall. All right. Oh my goodness! Like, was that so hard? Like, wow. What are we doing? He just makes it more difficult. Yes. I apologize. (laughs) Yes. Uh, anyway, getting back to the whole thing that I wanted to start with, which was the Green Bay Packers. We uh, we hired Joe Barry, and then we went to Joe Brady, and then we went to Ken Dorsey. Oh, yeah. They also report, though, the Miami Herald, that Anthony Campanelli mm-hmm. will not be returning to the coaching staff. Dang. So, you know what Mr. that meant? Mr. Hard Wait, Knocks. No, let me tell you why. What? Can I tell you how this went? And I don't know, but I'm just going to just use my own damn common sense, is that... Oh, I'm not going to be the D.C.? Then why am I here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so we want to uh, honor his memory, of course, with his famous hard knock speech. I just want to talk about this game before we go out there. Okay? And to me, uh, this is as true as it gets. What's a mercenary? A mercenary is a hired gun, right? He gets paid. He's really good at his job. Okay, but he gets paid to execute it. Mercenaries will always defeat the draftees, but the volunteers will crush them both. There's one thing on the planet that's more of a motivator than money. Your emotional investment. The people you love, that what's important to you, what you're really about, the way you were raised, whatever that is to you, okay? Those guys will volunteer to fight, okay? That's what we're looking for. Looking for guys that are going to volunteer to fight Monday night. Today and every day the rest of the way, okay? Because that's what we're training for, a championship. Everybody in here, 
You're gonna feel that way. Get a shot to the body, can't f***ing breathe, can't think. Get the f*** up. That's what we're Look, every f***ing day, that's what we're working toward. Every day. That's the type of fight it's gonna be. Just keep that image in your head. That's what's gonna be Monday night. See you guys out there. Wow. <laughs> Can I just say this? There is nothing that annoys me more. Hmm? Nothing that annoys me more than when somebody else tells you what injury you should be able to bounce back from. Especially a person that ain't been hit. <laughs> right? Like you say, you can hit the ribs, get up. I'm like, yo, I'm coughing up blood, dude. Can we take a break? Well, you know, it was interesting, though. Like, I felt like as soon as Fangs left, all of the buzz was about Campanelli. Like, in the meetings, like, out, like, like minutes after it all happened, it was like, Campanelli, Campanelli, Campanelli. And now, Campanelli. Silly Sauce says, man, Campbell will hire him. Man, Cam- I just feel like you, you, you hear him. And you know what? If he doesn't get a job in the NFL, uh, Shiano will bring him back to Rutgers. Because that guy is Rutgers. He just sounds like Rutgers. <laughs> Who had a better uh, hard knock speech, mm. him or Mike Sherman? Oh. Jaworski, let me see you for a minute, real quick. Let's see how you disrupt the meeting. It's bull- <laughs> pretty good, dude. It's pretty good. Do you have the whole thing though? Do yeah. you have? Do you have? Okay, any- let's just get started. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of time in here together, so let's. Uh, what I want to do is is kind of have a quick review of uh, of what we anticipate them to play, as well as you can anticipate uh, some of the early calls we'll have in the game. So what we'll, we'll, what we'll do, Jewish, we been okay. Meeting starts at eight fifty. You're in here at eight fifty. I don't give. A okay. Uh, See how you disrupt the meeting? It's bull- <laughs> the old don't like being disrupted. So the big thing tomorrow, guys, is come out, fired up, ready to go. Give it your best effort you possibly can. And have no regrets about how you play this game tomorrow. Okay. Trevorsky, let me see you for a minute real quick. You, walk, you see how you disturb me? When you walk in late, I'm, I'm in a train of thought. You come in late, that's bull crap. We, you cannot do that. If you want to be a professional, there's a certain way of being a pro, and that's not it. Yes, sir. Do you understand me? Yes, sir. And, and so either you come in the meeting, you say, Coach, I, I, you know, I, I got an emergency situation. I, got to take. I understand. I can handle that, but I can't handle when you come into a meeting, and I'm in the middle of it, and, and all of a sudden, I get a, you break my train of thought. That's bull You heard all these other guys. Everybody else is here. Yes, sir. You're a grown man. You're, 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 you know. You understand what I'm saying? That's what being a professional is all about. I also think, though, in, in fairness, Coach Sherman, being professional would be, okay, he's in the meeting. Complete the meeting. Right. <laughs> like, don't stop the meeting. It's also professional to stop I, the meeting and then get him on the I way out. I don't blame a rookie Javorski Lane not having the sass to come back and be like, you know, professional would be, you know, finish the meeting. You know? But, but. Uh, that's how like so. Even I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I've been known to say something. Like, sometimes, but you know what? Sometimes in life, if you let somebody say one thing, then the next time it just gets more and more yeah. crazy. And he's like, hold up, buddy, what are we doing? Well, uh, take a quick break. Jawski, uh, where are you? Back out of this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Tobin and Leroy here with you. 560 WQAM. Roger Goodell announcing yesterday that the NFL season is going to open up in Brazil next year. Open in Brazil? Yeah. Oh, you got to play the other song. Play the other um, Jack Harlow song. Love It On Me? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then Tobin accuses me of playing the same songs. And then you really like that song. Yeah, You do love that song. Intangible rap. Let's go. What do you mean? Good, though. It's good. Good rap. I don't have no no bias. Like, I I listen to all of it. Jack Harlow does have bops, dude. You like Iggy Azalea, too? Why are you looking at me like that? No. Didn't she stop making music? um, She did. She did. I like that little Dirk one, too. Which one's that? Was it all all my life? All my life, yeah. yeah that's a all bang right there. All my life. Uh, you are Lil, very in, in tuned with the uh, the little Dirk's got that song. No, with, I listen. Uh, he he no. will surprise you. This is no lie. Hold on. I listen to all music. Mm-hmm. Who has that song with Lil Dirk? Tobin. Who? Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen and Lil Dirk. That's yeah. correct. They have a couple correct. songs. Yeah. Are you I swear to God, I know that. <laughs> oh, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I listen like it's just. I'll send Jay Freak, so I'll just be perusing through my. Uh, Top, you know, mm-hmm. the hits on uh, Sirius, mm-hmm. and I hear a song and I like it. And I'm like, oh. that's why I, I hit it with that. That Teddy Swims, that dude can sing. Speaking of country, oh no, but I don't oh, know. No. Yeah, oh no, Toby Keith. That. Toby Keith. Toby First of all, Keith. How old was I, he? I didn't realize 62? how. I didn't oh, realize he was that man. old. So yeah. it caught me off guard. Toby Keith. Yeah. He now nah, he got a country voice, mm-hmm. even when he talks, yeah. right? He uh, yeah he 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 apparently had like a very brief bout with uh, stomach cancer. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Toby I Keith, can see it. Yeah, Toby yeah. Keith uh, passed away. Red Solo. Cup. That's probably that's what he did. That's probably my favorite Toby Keith. Song. Damn, he's good. Red Solo. Cup. Hey. I feel yeah, you. Up. It's like hey, you know what? Yeah. It's a funny thing that Whoa, what was that? people make fun of rap sometimes because yep. they be rapping about nothing, mm-hmm. but it's like the beat or whatever. Yeah. But let me tell you my two probably best songs that old knucklehead over here sings. Red Solo Chicken Cup. Fried and Red Solo Woo! Cup. More adorable than Hard Knocks this year with with uh, oh. Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer singing chicken fried singing. together. But I'm just saying, like that was a good moment. Like those are excellent songs about absolutely nothing. Can't oh, let wait, Christian no, walk. it was about cold beer on a Friday night. <laughs> yep, cold beer and radio on a Friday up. Night. All I can picture is down at the uh, what's the place in Davie. Uh, round up, round up. As soon as that song comes on, all the line dancing starts. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, I am so embarrassed when I go either to Renegades or oh, Roundup yeah. with these people knowing the dances, and I don't know what the hell direction to go. D doesn't know them. She knows them. I don't. Why don't you take her gotta to PBR? Huh? To what? PBR. PBR. Take her to PBR in Dolphin Mall. It is new, and it's a country bar there. What does it stand for? PBR. That's seven hours from his house. You think I'm going to drive two hours to go line dancing? Yeah. Might as well. <laughs> There's a better chance Make of going to, out of it. to DR instead of PBR. Yeah. That's further so, south. Renegades has everything though, J Fig. They got a bowl. They got they, that they one got, also has they one. got bars on every on every line. And, but, and, but, but but Roundup's the best. Roundup Roundup, yeah. Roundup is the best. Roundup is uh, is is a is a great bar. Staple. One time uh, snuck in and Brad Penny's entourage. 
Didn't have to pay the cover. It's a crowning moment, everyone. <laughs> it was. It was when he was on the Dodgers, though. It was with yeah, uh, I snuck in with it snuck in him. Got in with Matt Kemp. Oh, oh man, they had a they had a roster. Oh, dude. No, I'm talking about Matt Kemp oh, and, yeah. and Brad Penn. Both of them, both of them had a nice family roster. Man now. Family man. Family man. Yeah, that's okay. Back then, we talked about back then. I don't know stories. what he got going on now. Yeah, Matt Kemp. They said after Rihanna, one the same, one the same after that. Yeah, he didn't have that Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift effect when Riri came around. A lot of swings and misses after that for Matt Kemp. <laughs> Didn't Matt Kemp get invited to the uh, spring training as a Marlin? Yeah, he was. Yep. He came. Yeah, he did. Right. Yeah, he went to two swings and said, "I'm out." Take a quick break. We'll talk a little heat. Amy Audibert, Miami Heat analyst on the radio and TV. She joins us next. All right, welcome back. Uh, oh, you, you keep going if you want. That's all. Right. Get that Doja Cat. They don't call this Hound Dog, though. Isn't it called Vegas? It's Vegas. Vegas. Yes. But uh, notice how she said frog in the beginning. She was shouting me out. Uh, That's, <laughs> That's because they replaced the other word. <laughs> nope. Dummy. Take you guys up until two here on the program. Heat basketball back tonight, seven thirty tip wait. off from the Caseya Center. You of course can hear that right here on five sixty WQAM. Jason Jackson and our next guest, Amy Audibert, on the call. You can listen to here on WQAM. You can watch on Bally Sports Sun. They have your coverage starting at seven as the Heat take on the Magic Night. Amy, kind enough to join us on the Toilet of Hollywood guest line. Shop hundreds of toilets indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toilet of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Hello, Amy. How are you? Hello, Amy. Good morning. Hi, everybody. I'm great. It's game day. I it love is, game day. So. Yeah, I love game day, too. How early do you go over to the um, arena? Well, I like to roll over around... I like to get there around... 4:45, ideally. So usually I get there right at five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're on, that J- got, you're on that J. Fig. Uh, you're on that every J. Fig schedule. Say, yeah. Every day I'm like, I'm gonna be early. I'm gonna be early. But I mean, women understand. Our our time is to get ready is a little bit more. I understand. You know. I get it. Yeah. Like it's crazy. It's like I. So I just tell you guys. I go work out. I'm in this great routine of working out on game days. I get home. I sit here. I do my prep. We have a production meeting. I go shower, and I literally have to dry my hair, put my makeup on, get dressed, and then start driving in. So I love game days, but they are pretty intense. It's a pretty huge one tonight, Amy. Again, this Orlando Mad team just hopped the heat. Uh, they are giant. I mean, Paolo Boncaro is giant. Franz Wagner, they got him back the last time the Heat lost to him. Uh, what do you think of the biggest challenges for Miami in this one tonight? Because that, that team, you know, they've had a really nice season for Orlando Magic standards for sure, but now they're kind of back healthy. Uh, I think that he got their hands full tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest challenge is going to be, regardless against any team, but especially the Magic, is to score. Uh, they are big, and they are big at all positions, and they're physical. Just ask Phoenix. When they rolled in here last week, they had played Orlando the night – I think it was the night before. I don't think there was a night off. There may have been, but like they were like sh- almost shook. Uh, Frank Voigt talked about just how uh, how upset they – not upset, but Vogel, excuse me, just how the size on the defensive end because they're really aggressive too. So I think scoring is always going to be a challenge for any team against Orlando, but with Miami, I mean, the defense looks great. It's rolling, it's back, but still figuring out consistency in the offense. But also, Tobin, to your point, in terms of how big this game is, 
like so this is bigger than big because right now Miami has a 2-1 uh, regular season record against Orlando, but they're in division. And the way the NBA works, when you look at tiebreakers against teams with the same records, the next thing you look at is division. Well, if they're tied with Orlando in the division, then it turns into like a whole other like right. points, winning percentage in your division. And it's crazy. So if you're Miami, you're going in this game and say, let's kind of, and that right now, and just win the ser- this regular season record, it's a huge game. Is it? Like, I always wonder, because they're trying to turn things around and try to get things going, and I understand how big this game is, but are they trying to take care of the bigger issues that they've been having, and it just so happens they're playing Orlando at this moment, or can they just say, okay, this is a big game, let's get it going, because they've had these struggles now for two, three weeks, and I don't know how that's going to just turn around. Yeah, I think it's I think it's fair to say there's a little bit of that, but these guys understand. Like that's the difference I'd say. The big difference between Orlando and, and Miami in terms of their rosters is their experience, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Miami does have now you credit Orlando because they also dipped quite a bit, but they are pulling themselves out. They were a team I was curious if they were gonna do that just because they're so talented, but they're young. Right. And so they've shown that they're gonna continue to figure it out as the season goes on. If you're Miami, um, I think you as silly as it sounds, and I, I'm like such a competitor that it, it really bothers me because because I'm also not a moral victory person. But when you looked at that Clippers game, that came down to making some shots, some right. good quality <laughs> shots. That was the difference in that game. I mean, they came out, they defended their tails off. They really, really, um, really got on top of the Clippers early. And I think, you know, when you look at Terry Rozier, the biggest thing from the Clippers game and something we're going to talk about tonight is just you saw a, a lot more fluidity, fluidity in terms of his action with Bam, which is so important when you want to talk about that two-man game and getting to your shots and getting to your spots. And if I thought it was actually a really good game, while it wasn't his highest scoring game with Miami, I thought he generated some awesome opportunities. So continuing to build on that and listen, like this is happening in real time. Two weeks ago, this guy was just like landing in Miami. So I think it's fair to say like his his shooting, he's the first one who said it after the game, but I can't hit a shot right now. But it's not like it's to the point where he's going to at some point, like in his ninth season, he's established that he can shoot the ball. So right. I think that that's something that's going to come as well. So to your point, I think if you're Miami, you got to keep your head down on the ground a little bit and just believe in your game plans and your executions because against the Clippers, that who is, in my opinion, the best team in this league right now, um, if you can just execute in terms of making a couple more shots, you win that game. Right. So they've got to believe that they can compete against anybody in this league on any given night. Yeah, Leroy got mad at me because I blamed the refs uh, with this James Harden because they're still falling for his tricks, Amy. Like, if I saw you this happen again last night. Amy, if you've played a sport and, and like, how reluctant are you are to say something like that? Like, dude, I'm never going to take it out of the player's dude, hands. I'm never going to do it. He tricks I don't them care. with his flopping into the bench. They fall for it every time. Now, last night it was a clash of superpowers because he did it to Trey Young. But it was like, he, he is, they keep falling for it with the kickout thing. So I will say this. I 
I always kind of disclaimer, I think the officials have the hardest job in the gym. They really do. And actually, when you think about it, they le- they mess up the least amount of times between like players and coaches. I'll throw broadcasts in there. They actually probably do make the few amount of mistakes. Right. They have the hardest job in the gym. But I also like Tobin. I get like sometimes I'm like, what? But the one that <laughs> killed me in the, the one that oh. killed me in the Clippers game. Please don't say the same started, one. Yeah. It was when Jay Rich took a charge in the open court on Paul George when they made that late push and the officials did not call it. And that could have instantly changed that game. And actually the camera was on the conversation. You could see the official kind of going like, okay, okay. And I like said to Jax, I was like, okay, but that could have been the game. Like you just don't know at the end of the day, like that's not what, that's not what he went with the the again. This is (laughs) Amy. He went with the Caleb Martin one where he should have got the end one. And then they went down and made a three. He was know, he put was the people's elbow on Caleb. <laughs> what a what a what an incredible finish. I was just watching that one last night again. And Caleb, I just love when he does stuff like that, which he right. does. But to me it was the Jay Rich taking the charge, the full clean out in the open court. I'm like, oh my gosh, like that would have went the other way. And if you score on that, like totally different ball game. But at the end of the day, again, like you look at just some of the shots at Miami when their offense went cold, and Ooh. I'm sure you guys might ask about this. I'm sitting there and going, man. Where's Tyler? Like, because yeah. Tyler Hero yeah. can generate. As, as, I'm such a Tyler. I, I love Tyler's game, and I think he's so important to this team. And I, mm-hmm. and I, this is a perfect example of it. It's like when our offense goes cold, everyone wants to, like, everyone's like, where's Tyler? Because he can generate great shots, you know? And, and so I just, I'm, I'm hoping, I know he's still, I believe he's still listening at list is probable when I checked last um, mm-hmm. time. So hopefully he'll be back tonight because there's going to come point in time where, yeah, if your offense goes cold, at least you know you can get a good quality shot from him. He did say, like, you know, he's trying to put up more threes. He's trying, you know, in his words, sacrifice and you know, maybe play a game that's not the most comfortable for him. But we know what a talented shooter he is. Are you seeing that? And then have you also seen you know, I, the one thing I've loved over these last three games? Well, two with Tyler, but it just seems like him and Bam are getting back to being on the same page with each other. I don't. I don't know why that felt like it got away from them a little bit this year, but those two are, have had such a great chemistry, been together for so long. So just what have you thought about, you know, since they've, they've reshuffled, they've met, how Tyler's been just playing on the court? Yeah, so first of all, we know Tyler's a three-level scorer, and I think he's at his best when he's able to create and kind of like put that on display. But Tyler's being asked to do something really difficult, which is kind of – changing his execution based on who he's playing with like in games and so some lineups that might mean you've got to be more of a spacer and just kind of roam the perimeter keep your feet moving and keep get your target hands up get ready to shoot and other lineups that's like hey you know get into your two-man game get to your paint touches his mid-range floater we all know is like the one of the best i think just at his size his ability to get over defenders so tyler's being asked to literally like almost change that um maybe it might be quarter to quarter and I think that there's something to be said about giving him some credit for doing that. But the Sacramento game, he was great. And actually, he only took nine shots that whole game. I'd like to see him take a couple more, but I think he's still trying to feel out this new kind of um, hybrid role for him. But uh, yes, to your point, the two-man game with Bam, or it's Tyler and Bam, it's Duncan and Bam. And now I think we're adding... Terry and Bam in there. Um, who's the common denominator, my friends? Let's go. Bam, like, right. you know, he is an all-star, okay? Come on now. Amy, how difficult is that? You know, because I think, you know, a lot of times we see Tyler do a lot of different things with different groupings. But um, 
how difficult is that to know when it's time or does he know, right? Or do they tell him, okay, look, you have to be the guy who's creating shots or you are, you know, the, the you're the guy that is going to be the perimeter guy and we're going to, you know, kick it out to you and let you shoot. Um, how evident is that? How, you know, is it easy to transition to that? Does he know or does he have to kind of figure it out on the fly? Well, from my own experience, I wasn't getting, my job was to set screens, hit everybody, smash the flash. So I was never really asked to change. So I was just like, just go hit everybody and right. no one comes into your paint. And I loved it. That's what I got to do every day. And I pay for it every morning when I wake up and try to walk. Uh, but for Tyler, I think it's just, it comes down to, again, like this team, we all know it and they're, they're not hiding away. They went through that seven games where they're re kind of almost like rejigging and re-identifying and having tough conversations. But I think the foundation of everything is communication. And it's no coincidence that so when Tyler gets in the game, to your point about kind of switching these, it's just having those conversations, right. like uh, having structure, having having structure and maybe a little bit more structure than they're used to again, because now you've added a guy like Terry who can get his own shots up to who gets the paint. You want Jimmy touching the paint. Bam is not roaming on the three-point line. Like, that key is only so big, right? right. So I think there's a, something to be said about just kind of continuing to communicate and really, really executing your structure. And that's, I mean, I think we all believe in in Spo and his staff. And if you don't, I don't have anything to say to you about that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So yeah. Spo's like saying, this is what we're doing. You got to do it. Like, you have to do it. And you mm-hmm. have to believe in it. I don't think there's any reason not to at this point. I don't think there ever will be. So um, I think it's just, again, making sure that everyone's on the same page and the communication is clear and concise. Speaking of Tyler, uh, you know, he's he's not just a great basketball player. He's Scotty Drippin. He's a man of fashion. Uh, what do we think of uh, what do we think of the bunny hat? Uh, I love this. And I've told Tyler this. I there I don't think there's one thing that he can wear that I'm like, no, I think he could absolutely wear anything and rock it. And actually, when that came on, I was sitting in studio with Will Manso and we were like, oh, my gosh. Was it Loverboy? I've never heard of Loverboy, but now everyone knows Loverboy. Yeah, well, Loverboy's got some hats, okay? But Tyler's the best kid out of here. He can wear anything and and totally just, um, I think he can rock it out. Actually, I told Jax this. I always laugh because I always picture Jax and what Tyler's wearing. It's some little (laughs) thing I do. And I always am like, could Jack sport that? And usually it's... That would be a great inside the heat. If they just go... It would be two comparisons. Tyler Hero and Jason Jackson in each each other's closets and seeing what the wardrobe looks like because they would both be very impressive. See, like, this is what I... That's great producing. This is is my free time. This is what I think of in my free time. So it's great. (laughs) Amy, do you think uh, with Jaime Jaquez, we have not seen uh, him be off to that great an offensive start since he's come back? I was wondering this. Do you think this is a rookie wall thing, or do you think he's got a little bit of what's going on? Remember when Jimmy came back, Jimmy kind of was on the outs, didn't feel like he was himself. Now it's a rookie trying to kind of fit in with all these new pieces. What do you think is going on with Jaime right now? So – we're on the same page, Tobin, because I actually ran some numbers and I'm going to read them to you. So last year with UCLA, he plays and starts in 37 games for his team through the entire season. He plays a total of 1,228 minutes. Right now at the Heat, he's playing 45, 44 games and 1,304 minutes. He's already played well um, over, way more season, minutes right. than he did in a condensed season 
What's crazy is his efficiency is actually better in the NBA than it was in college. I'm talking about field goals, threes, and free throws. So um, I'm not going to say rookie wall in that like he's done, but I think when you come back for an injury, like you are checking into a game where it is bigger, faster, stronger. And also, Jaime comes back in the middle of kind of this like, got to find our identity again right and he's playing with in a new rotation he's playing with a new point guard that pushes at a different pace so i think it's a combination of of a little bit of everything but i i think that jaime is going to be just fine and especially like i think everyone's just like you get to this point in the season where you're going okay got to get to the all-star breaks you can really just take care of your mind and your body a little bit but um i don't i don't think he's hit the wall and that's it i think he's got a lot more in him for the rest of the season you guys can watch Amy Audubon tonight on Bally Sports Sun, uh, pre and post game coverage, and of course listen to her with Jason Jackson on the radio call tonight, right here on five sixty WQM. Always like when you join us, Amy. Thank you so much, Thanks, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day, and see you down at the arena. Yeah, great to talk. See you later. There you go. Check out uh, Amy. Does fantastic work. Yep. With the Miami. So I probably at that moment I didn't spill anything. Okay. At that moment when she was saying, I think he looks great. <laughs> Uh, it probably wouldn't have been the best time to say he looks like the Joker from my deck of cards. <laughs> so, dude, you, you're Leroy. You can say whatever you want. But, but he does. He does. <laughs> no, for sure. It's the hat. It's, it's the, the hat. hat. But right. she loves the hat. So it was great. I'm glad right. he saved it, Leroy. I'm glad. He does, but like there has to be a point. I remember when D-Wade got to this point. There was a point where oh, D-Wade, no. D-Wade yeah. got wait, to games. the outfit. Yeah. The outfit was when he wore the short the, the, the suit shorts. Suit, the shorts. suit shorts. I didn't yeah. think they were that bad. Nah, yeah, when he bad. when that first came out, like now we see Tyler Hero, that's like nothing. Like yeah. if Tyler Hero showed up in a suit shorts, it'd be like, ah, that's pretty tame for Tyler. Right. But there comes a point where you're either a fashion guy or you're not a fashion guy. And she's right. Tyler Hero can just wear whatever he wants because you just expect Tyler Hero to wear things that nobody has the guts to wear. And sometimes he'll show up looking like the Joker sometimes he's wearing like the brightest shirt you've ever seen in your life. It's it's amazing. He's still not Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, for with sure. With the, the extra That's long sweater. Oh, we're Kyle, yeah, Kyle Kuzma. I'll never get over that Kyle sweater. Kuzma looks like airline safety sometimes when he shows up. <laughs> okay. Like you pull a ripcord. Does he still do that? Have we all just become numb to it? Or like I haven't seen as much If photos. you're Kyle Kuzma, what else do you have besides your fashion right now? Like if yeah, Kyle Kuzma's given up on fashion, he's just given up on life. Because he certainly, when he looks like he's playing basketball right now, looks like a little bit of him has died inside being on the Wizards. Wasting away in Washington. Dude, it feels like they're wasting away. Do you know that LeBron probably could have had more success if he had kept all the guys that he went there with? Yeah, Um, you're talking about Ingram, Randall, D'Angelo. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I saw him yesterday. He's still trying to trade half his team. (laughs) How mad is he that uh, Gabe Vincent's not coming back for another month? You know he wanted to ship him off. Not surprised. Mm -hmm. What did Gabe Vincent do? Exactly. He dude. left. What dude. did he do? He no, left. I'm saying, what did he hurt? Me. Oh, his oh, knee. Oh, hurt me. Oh, okay. His knee. His knee's been messed up <laughs> he all day. <laughs> <laughs> said he hurt. He hurt me. <laughs> Take a break. Back after this.